0: your music he speaks your mind and he's got
1: you locked on
2: Good afternoon, Cape Town. Welcome and thank you for joining me, Jerome, your host on VON.radio, Voice Over Nation. Yes, I am excited and I am glad to announce that i am having my own show and it is called the road show just gonna let you know what is happening on the road show um it's gonna be wild it's gonna be exciting we are gonna discuss anything anything goes we are gonna keep it biblical we are gonna keep it spiritual we are going to laugh we are going to cry you are going to journey with me as you can hear traffic wise it is hectic yes this afternoon i find my Myself and believe it or not, I find myself in, at St. James. Um, and I, I don't know if I am being silly this afternoon or I don't know if I'm being stupid. But I have decided to take on Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, so thank you for joining me, Jerome, your host on The road show. And again, as I've mentioned, I am standing right now at St. James, um, standing and looking head on at Jacob's Ladder. Now, a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago, um, the men in our church um, we decided that once a week we were going to walk or we were going to just exercise and then some bright spark then came up with the idea let 's do jacob 's ladder now jacob 's ladder it comes from the main road and goes right up to it goes right up to um, boys' drive where and it 's quite I think it's just about 149 steps. But now, bear in mind, and if I can just give you the picture of what is happening here, these steps um, don't go at a slant. It doesn't go in a certain way. It's, It's quite steep. So doing the steps... It, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. Um, so yeah, you you got to pace yourself. And I thought, what a way to start the show. So yes, I'm excited as we launch the new road show. Um, we're going to take on and you as the listeners are going to join me as we are doing Jacob's Ladder. So like I've said, I am unfit the last time that I've walked the last time that I have walked Jacob's Ladder was about six months ago Um, and I'm gonna you are gonna take every step with me you're gonna hear me punt you're gonna hear me breathe Um, please anyone close by I'm at St. James um, Jacob's Ladder um, please do keep nine one one on on standby if you hear me faint or just having a heart attack that is me spontaneous and i am excited um i'm breathing um i am i want i want to i want to approach this with 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 caution and also again excited doing jacob's ladder for the first time yes it's um i've not prepared for this on this show we are going to do things different we are going to do things wild you're going to share with me, I'm gonna share with you. We're just gonna come together and do what we do best, enjoying life, um, sharing everyday everyday life. So, the reason why I've chosen Jacob's ladder is yeah, you know, it's all these steps, and um, our pastor on, on Sunday service mentioned that. We are walking these steps. It is a road to travel and it's not for the faint of heart. And I've just taken one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine steps. And I'm thinking to myself, Jerome, what are you getting yourself into? So I'm not going to rush. Yes, you can hear the wind blowing. Um, it's a little bit of rain also. But I'm excited. I'm taking my time. We are going to journey and I'm just going to let you in what Jerome to or who Jerome through? to ease all about 47 years old born and bred in Cape Town by profession I am a professional tour guide I enjoy taking people around, showing off what Cape Town and the Mother City has to offer. So yes, you can hear me already, just 15 steps in, into Jacob's Ladder. And I'm already feeling that. believe it or not, I even have an injury where my knee is not well. But this was my accomplishment. I want to do Jacob's Ladder to show that I'm putting in all effort. I'm going to travel with you. I'm going to walk with you. Um, yeah, we're going to learn to know each other what this show is gonna be all about? I'm just gonna pop in. I might just surprise you. Um, I might just pitch up at your workplace and say, "Hey, let's have a chat." Nothing prepared. Everything is live on Von Dot Radio. So yes, 47, born and bred in the mother city, Cape Town. I love I love Cape Town. There's no better other place than Cape Town. And you can hear I'm already out. I'm already out of breath, trying to catch my breath. Um, So yeah, I am the eldest of three, Chantal and Loriane, my two sisters. Lorian staying now in Durban, and then I, and then Chantal, she's staying in um, George. Um, beautiful families, and love them to bits. My mom passed on just about five years ago, and then also my dad. He's a Douglas Murray Home, and he suffers from Alzheimer's. So yes, but we love him to bits. Um, as a child growing up. Believe it or not, I was very, very, very naughty. Um, yes, grew up with Christian parents. And yeah, I just want to share my testimony with you in the life and the walk of Jerome Truter. So yes, grew up in a Christian family, um, was told to do what was right. Grew up in the Grossi Park area, and I attended um, Grossi um, EC English Church. That's on the corner of 2nd Avenue in Grossi Park. So wow. I'm definitely feeling the pace Um, I'm just gonna just turn around I think I've done just about 30 steps Um, I've still got a very long way to go I am not looking back Um, and on Sunday in our service I was just reminded um, of what the ministry is all about what it is about serving the Lord it's all about endurance it's not about giving up Um, it's keeping your eyes focused On the Lord so yes growing up uh, in a family Christian home um, it was not rosy I was very naughty um, at school believe it or not I was an introvert very shy very very um, to myself Um, it was important to me at the time also I didn't have a lot of friends so when I got attached to someone I would cling to them so remember, this broadcast is not going to end until I finish Jacob's Ladder. So again, yes, as I've mentioned, um, introvert, um, I would do anything just to be liked by people. Um, not also yeah, I was not the tallest. Um, you know, at school, I was one of those, one of the boys that was chosen last for everything. Whether we played cricket, whether we played soccer, I was the last to be chosen, but that didn't bother me. Um, I just wanted to fit in. And because of wanting to fit in, um, I got, yeah, growing up, I got mixed up with the wrong people, the wrong friends, um, didn't care whether I hurt people or whether I destroyed relationships. Um, It was all about what Jerome wanted. So, yeah, I didn't know the Lord, but lived the good Christian life. Um, Mom and Dad made sure that we go to Sunday school. And back then, I belonged to the Methodist Church. I hope you are still with me, Cape Town, and all listeners. Um, I'm taking it in my stride. I'm taking it step by step. And that is what life is all about. Um, I'm looking back, yes. I'm alone on Jacob's Ladder, so I'm enjoying it. Um, No one knows that I was coming here, so I'm making the best of it. Um, Very peaceful, very quiet environment, so I'm just loving it. And then back to Jerome's story. Um, Yeah, so we belong to the Methodist Church, Crossy Park, and then grew up. we, We then moved to Stramfontein, and I obviously joined the Methodist Church in um we also I uh, became very good friends um, with teacher Peter from Transforming Life, his brother Rodney Dreyer, became good friends with him, got involved in the youth, um, but that wasn't, that wasn't enough for me, um, yeah, um, I was easy to talk to, Who, listeners, and yeah, this is going to take a while, um, I'm just looking up ahead in front of me Um, so many steps still to go Um, I'm not even past the halfway mark Um, but I'm still feeling good, still feeling okay I can carry on Um, so yeah, all in the youth then decided to get work Um, Yeah, matriculated at Stroumpfontein High Um, (laughs) I was very not the schooly person Um, I was actually when I wrote matric I was actually more surprised than anyone else that I passed, um, not knowing that I did well, well okay, passing the trick. So, yes, and after, after my trick, I went to go work and then did not have the best life, um, did not have a good relationship with my father. I was more attached to my mom in the sense that, yeah, being the eldest, so you know, being the eldest son. I was spoiled um, got everything that I want um, but yeah, my, mom, my mom was basically dad and mom to us at the time everything that we needed everything that we wanted my dad who make sure you know, my dad would make sure that the house is paid um, and that was it um, you know if we would go out um, we had to beg um, and back then a 50 cents way two ran and I'm talking just almost forty years back, a touran ran was much uh, well, it was a lot of money, but yeah, we had to beg my dad um, I always felt as the son that I was never the favorite, um, and I needed to prove myself or to get his attention um, the girls here Chantal or Jan they were his favorites um and and yeah he 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 never shone from it that. That they were his favorites, but nevertheless, um, all I needed was my mom um, got into trouble, was naughty, got involved with the wrong friends um, I was game for anything if you tell me jerome um, we 're going to break into this place we 're going to break into that place or jerome we 're going to rob this one i was i didn 't think twice I wanted to be part of the team I wanted to do. I would do anything just to say to get in with anyone um, even getting getting caught um, and when g- going to court yes I, I had my, my days in court um, and I wouldn't squeal I was a man um, had tattoos had earrings and they couldn't touch me in prison but that was all um, I was missing out I was lonely I needed I needed I just needed to be or I needed to feel that I'm a part of something. Um just a quick update. I've got about one, two, three, four, five um staircases to do and then I'm actually done. <coughs> Feeling much better. Apologies for the cough, dying now for some water. But yes, that is what my Christian life was. Um Got married and and I believed um, I'm not going to get married. Why must I get married? Um, As long as I'm in the house, um, it was nice coming home. I would have my clothes, my food, everything ready for me. Mommy's boy. (laughs) Um, And it was hard to let go. Um, Fell in love with uh, my wife today, Julia. We are married going now for 19 years. And yes, we are both serving the Lord. Just, yeah, just over a year now, we have joined, as you can hear the birds singing hallelujah for Jerome. Believe it or not, I am here on top, nearly on top of Jacob's ladder. I feel that I am more than a conqueror this evening or this afternoon. Yes, out of breath but I want to encourage someone this evening this is what this show is all about we are going to be real we are not going to judge we are not going to criticize we're going to love each other we're going to share we're going to help each other to grow I remember the first time when I I remember the first time when I um, attempted to walk um, Jacob's Ladder and believe it or not I, I actually prepared myself that I was going to do at least half an hour and I'm just under 15 minutes so I'm very proud of myself I took my time and I think also when we are alone we have that personal relationship with the Lord when we are alone we carry the pace um, I think when we are in a group and I felt a bit intimidated and if I think six months back when I walked with the men um, we needed to keep up with the pace, and it was hard. Um, I had a, I've had, got a six pack gone up, barely up, <laughs> so yes, but I struggled. And Cape Town and all listeners, I am proud to say I am on top of Jacob's Ladder. Well done Jerome, I'm excited. Um, the last time, six months ago, when I got to the top, I was laying on my stomach, on my back, couldn't, couldn't survive. So this afternoon, I'm giving God all the honor and glory. What, what a beautiful day. Um, I have done it. I have done the steps in Jacob's ladder uh, much easier. Um, even with an injured leg, I'm feeling good. And that is what Christianity is all about. You know, we give God all the honor and glory God won't put us in a position where he knows we, we won't be able to cope. Yes, as a Christian, as a baby Christian, I've got so much to learn. And every day, even a year serving the Lord right now, um, I'm learning things every day. Um, just last week, last week I was, I was, I was disappointed. I was, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not disappointed. I was distracted. I just feel that I didn't want to carry on and I just forgot that, um, you know, through everything that I was going, God was with me all the time. Even when I did not know the Lord, um, I am a firm believer that God hears the prayers of a crying mom. My mom prayed for me through thick and thin. My mom prayed that the prison doors will be closed. My mom prayed that I won't get into trouble. My mom prayed that I get a good wife. That I have my, that I have kids that I enjoy life. That I'm not going to spend the rest of my life behind bars. And yes, trust me, I've done everything. Any, anything and everything that you could think is bad, I did it. I got the t-shirt. I can prove it. But you know what? God took me out of the darkness and brought me into the light um, of Julia. We are serving the Lord. We are enjoying it. We are growing day by day. As you can hear, cars are going by. So that is proof that I am on top of Jacob's ladder. Again, I want to encourage someone this afternoon and and take it from me, Jerome Truter. You can't survive without God. It's simple. Um, Without God, we are nothing. If you don't take it step by step. um, I was contemplating of not doing Jacob's Ladder. Um, I could have lied and said, Oh, I'm at Jacob's Ladder and I did this and I did that. But that's not who I am. I am a new being. I am a new creation in the Lord. I love the Lord. Um, Yes, we battle. We argue. Um, There are times that I, I, I fight with God and I say, Lord, what is happening? Why is this not happening? And then God takes me back to that quiet place where I need to ponder, think, check my thoughts and then just listen to the soft voice. The nice thing about God is that he doesn't force He doesn't push. He's a a cool, calm, collective guy. God does everything at his own pace. All we need to do is be obedient. All we need to do is just submit. Yes, I've learned the hard way. I've knocked my head many times. um, Being in the Methodist church, um, I was a youth leader, circuit coordinator, but those titles meant nothing. I was even the youth pastor at Berkeley Methodist Church, and even there, um, everything that I did, and because I was an introvert, um, I felt always that I needed to give so much of myself, or well, not so much of myself, everything that I did in life, I needed to push, I needed to do good, because... I seek that attention and today I am today yes I I, I get very attached Um, I get very attached or um, when I love I I love completely Uh, I get very attached I don't want to get I don't want to let go because I'm scared that I'm gonna lose that relationship I'm scared that I'm gonna ruin that relationship so that is why also um, I get I, I, I get sometimes not angry But when things don't seem to go my way, then I think that God has left my side and he has disowned me. But like the prodigal son, when you pick up your mat and you go back to the Lord, there he stands with open arms, ready to accept, ready to receive you. So this this afternoon, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage every brother and sister, every son, every father, every dad, every child that is listening this afternoon. Don't give up on the Lord. He hasn't given up on you. Yes, take it from me. Um, I was selfish. just thought about myself. Um, Wanted to do things my way. But when God is in control, He brings out the beauty. God wants the best for us. Um last week uh, and just last week i was praying lord i hate struggling lord i hate that my finances are not coming through lord i hate that business is not opening lord i hate that this is not happening and take me out of this take me out of that and then i realized how can god take me out of the situation how do i know that i am you know not dealing with these with these issues in my life I knew that I was defeated and that the enemy had control over my life and when I changed my pattern of prayer and I approached the throne and I said Lord you know what I am going through Father your will be done in my life and this eve, this afternoon I, 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 I praise God for what he has done when I've changed my pattern of prayer and, and I shared last night and um, when I changed my pattern of prayer and I said Lord don't take me out of the situation I'm inviting you in right now to walk with me to journey with me so yes it has been life-changing. Again, I'm only, I've only known, I've only been serving the Lord for about a year now, the 11th of August. Um, I think um, and <laughs> Prophetess Shereen and Prophetess Megan can, can vouch for me. Um, we, Julia, myself, we were on divorce in the year. We were probably on divorce about 11 times. Um, I left the church. I wanted to join another church. Um, that was all part of the fun. And yes, we, I give God all the honor and glory with the, with the leaders. With, yes, and what, what an honor it is to, 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 to have Prophetess Shereen, Prophetess Megan. I have met and, and I love Prophetess Chantal, Prophetess Google, Prophetess Bernie has prayed so many times. And given that, you know, given me that hope, Jerome, don't give up. So this, so this afternoon, I want to encourage anyone listening, don't give up. You know, like the, like the Lord looks after a sparrow, you are much more worth than that. So I want to encourage everyone, invite the Lord, invite Him in. Say, Lord, I want you to be part. Um, believe it or not, this afternoon um, or this morning, preparing myself, not mentally, but preparing myself, I'm going to do Jacob's Ladder, um, not knowing what to expect. Um, I was alone. So whether I was going to faint, whether I was going to make it, um, but I needed to prove, not to myself, but well, I wanted to prove to myself, but I, I knew that when I trust the Lord, and there I've just completed Jacob's Ladder, I'm walking down some another, another set of steps, um, and I'm feeling great. So invite the Lord in, don't give up. Don't, don't give up. God loves you so much. He cares about you. But He's not a jealous God. He's not a forceful God. He's not going to push. He's not going to force. He's going to wait on you to invite Him in. So this afternoon, I want to encourage everyone. Ask the Lord to journey with you. No matter what problems you are facing. No matter what anxiety you are facing. No matter what makes you excited. No matter what makes you anxious. Trust the Lord. Put your trust in God the Father. He loves you. He cares about you. Um, The picture that I got, and I remembered the poem um, of Footprints in the Sand. Yes, Lord, at the beginning, I noticed that there was two sets of footprints and you were walking and you you were on this journey with me. And when things became tough, I only saw one set of footprints. And I thought, wow, God has deserted me. And then lo and behold, that soft, gentle voice came in. Jerome, I never left your side. Jerome, I never left you. Yes, there were times that I, that, yes, I went to jail. At the, it, it, it was a walk in the park. Um, I had guys fetch me that was supposed to take my life. I survived. I, I couldn't understand. And believe me or not, those nights when I got into trouble, um, who was a more staunch... Who was more dedicated? Jerome Truther. I loved the Lord. I said, Lord, please. But I always remember my mom, a mother, praying for me, holding me in prayer. Um, she interceded on my behalf. She stood in the gap for me. So this this afternoon, I want to encourage every mother, don't give up. To that son, that daughter that is struggling, don't give up. Bring it before the Lord. Pray 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 if you do like if you mention it on our way, mention the name we're gonna pray this afternoon and we're gonna ask god carry us through remember when, the, when there was one set of footprints that was the time when you were struggling the most that was the time when i was carrying you through jerome so yes i want to encourage everyone this afternoon trust in the lord no matter what don't give up we are on this journey together Myself, I've got so much to learn. Um, I love, I love it when, 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 when I do something wrong or I get criticized. Um, (laughs) I remember and I've got to share. Um, and, and believe it or not, um, Julia, oh, she's going to kill me. Um, Julia and I, we, we went for marriage counseling. Well, we thought we we needed marriage counseling. And yes, um, Prophetess Megan came and Pastor Stephen came and they spoke to us. And um, and I thought, okay, yes, we're going to sort this out. And I'm, I'm going to have the opportunity now to complain about Julia. And I'm going to have the opportunity to say how I feel and then Prophetess Megan turns around and says this is nonsense there's no problems in this marriage stop acting like kids and get on with life (laughs) and I just looked at it and I thought wow okay and that's what we needed we didn't need to go for counseling because I was thinking, okay, yeah, This I remember again? This was my thoughts. This was what I was thinking, what Jerome and Julia and I needed. So yes, Cape Town and all listeners, life is too short to get excited. Life is too short to stress. Life is too short to give up. We have come so far. God is real. God is alive. So much has happened. Um... I've been praying. I've been praying. Um, how do we launch this show? How do we start the road show? And um, yeah, and Sunday, um, when our pastor Dion just mentioned to me or mentioned my name and said Jacob's Ladder, and it triggered Jerome. And um, when you do your preparation, that is where you need to be. Um, I struggled. I struggled. Yes. Um, I couldn't look back, um, because I didn't want to look back, because I was looking at the top, but I couldn't, and yet, even though the finish was so close by, even though the finish was an, an arm's length away, I wanted to give up, and yes, know that on One Dot Radio, you have support, know that you have a brother in Christ that knows exactly I've been there, I've got the t-shirt, I have done naughty things. You can invite me, I can testify. It was stout. We looked stout. Um even in my marriage, I was naughty, but I needed to come to that point and realize I need to ask God for forgiveness. And once I allowed and I and I like I accepted Christ into my life, I accepted Christ's fullness to take control over my life. So yes, Cape Town and all listeners. Thank you for joining me, Jerome. I'm at peace. I am not breathing that, I'm not breathing that that loud anymore. I have finished, I have conquered, I have completed Jacob's ladder. To the men from Transforming Lives, I am ready to tackle and take on Jacob's ladder anytime. And if you feel, if you feel that you want to talk, if you feel that you wanna just take a walk or join me with Jacob's ladder. We do it at our own pace. Remember when you were struggling, when you could no more footprints in the sand, Jesus Christ carried you. Like you can hear, I'm not sure if you can hear the roar of the seawater or of the beach, but that is how much as wide as the ocean, as broad as the sea. That is how much Jesus Christ loves us. So again, family and friends, thank you for joining me. I am excited. I have done the Jacob's Ladder. I have done what I have set out for today. Be faithful, be strong. Yes, my show is gonna be running Wednesdays and Fridays. Friday coming, please prepare yourself. I'm going to surprise the socks of you. We are going to minister. We are going to preach. We are going to pray. Like I said, we are going to cry. are going to laugh. So again, all listeners of Cape Town, everyone, my brothers, sisters, everyone that I know, a special shout out to you. Know that Jesus loves you. No matter what, know that I love you and I am prepared to walk that mile with you. Be blessed have a blessed Wednesday, enjoy, catch me, oh remember my traffic show, I don't see anyone liking, so that is why they've now pushed me to have my own show, so I want you to comment. I want you to enjoy, I want you to wave, and then also anything you want to share with me, forgiveness, I love you, thank you for joining me to roam your host on von.radio, do like our Facebook page von.radio, this is Jerome. i catch you Friday on the roadshow at twelve pm sharp. Thank you for joining me, Jerome V O N dot Radio Voice Over Nation.
3: Station with the best best, 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 best music. Best music. I love the, I music. Love the music. Best music.
1: The music.
3: Good day. I'm Saloma Jacobs, and I'm delighted to introduce you to my show, Into the Garden. Why not join me every Wednesday and Friday at 2-3pm on Vaughn.radio, the voice of the nation's radio station. Nothing comes to you and I by mistake, by accident or by chance but through a higher power, a higher connection, a sovereign connection sent to you to get your attention. So, one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time out. Time out to unwind, relax and connect to soul poetry. So, come on over as we enter into the garden. Good day, I'm Salome Jacobs, your host, into the garden. A meaningful life is not being rich, being popular, being highly educated or being perfect. It is about being real, being humble, being strong and being able to share ourselves and teach the lives of others. It is only then that we could have a full, happy and contented life. So as we strive to be and to reach our contented life, 21-day lockdown to a meaningful and enriching life is what the poem is all about. Guess you and I would never see this day coming. The day the world stood still. The day a virus would shudder nations. The day a virus would wipe out society. An economy the day the Lord brought nations rulers companies World Bank institutions churches governments religions to him under him submit to him to humble themselves to heed to cry to seek his face so what more must Jesus do I ask myself As a young girl sitting at my dad's feet, I would listen attentively and hang on his every word. For my late dad would say, there will be a day that you will go inside, stay inside your home, buy enough supplies, be under house curfew as such. For back in the day, that was what it was called during war-torn catastrophes. Come modern-day lockdown, more sophisticated yet powerful. So as I would listen to history here stories, today you and I am living in 2020 present here stories. A true revelation of what I was told and a revelation of what the prophet Isaiah and many more before him wrote and foretold. Well, reading Isaiah 26, the coming of judgment, verse 21 and 22 says it so clearly. Go, my people, enter your rooms and shut your doors behind you. Withdraw for a brief while until wrath has gone by. For see, the Lord is coming from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their sins. Then the earth shall uncover her bloodstains and hide her sleigh no more. So let's picture reality, shall we? The here the now, a pandemic... World Health Organization's findings, government laws and regulations, society in fear, panic, but hey, Isaiah again says in chapter 40, verse 31 They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up on wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. In chapter 41, Verse 3-6 to six reads as follows, He pursued them, and passed safely, even by the way, that he had not gone with his feet, who hath wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning, I the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he. The Isles saw it, and feared the ends of the earth were afraid, drew near and come, they helped every one, his neighbour, and every one said to his brother, "Be of good courage, so have no fear, for the Lord will fight for you. He will fight for me." So as roads are empty, no one out and about, with only military, visible and health officials to render aid, it is indeed like watching a sci-fi flick with actors you and me, portraying a role in it, living it, finding possible solutions for searching it searching a cure for it, watching it, experiencing it, and most certainly praying for it. So be of good cheer and let go and let God have his way. I believe this is God's way of bringing society, the economy, to its knees. For indeed in his word he speaks about various sicknesses and infirmities, boils and ulcers, consumption, deaf, dumb and blind, epilepsy and seizure disorder, fever, lameness, leprosy, palsy and sunstroke. Doesn't this make you and me think of Egypt? When God used Moses to speak to Pharaoh to let his people go, For during Pharaoh's reign he suffered many plagues, of which God protected the Israelites. Yet warned them of their actions, so as their actions had consequences, they too failed to adhere to God's rule. Likewise, our actions have consequences, hence in the form of this coronavirus. As God is a loving God, so too can he destroy. For it is written in Chronicles chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land for surely the lamb's book cannot lie this is exactly where you and i find ourselves today in this land of okayness lawlessness fearlessness speechless what do you do you wake up get up dress up look up ask up seek up Year from God saying, shake up, repent up, your sins up, so you can be forgiven up, that I the Lord, your God, can revive up, so you can receive up, what the wicked has stored up, and so it is, so shall it be. Be sure to catch me, your host Salome Jacobs, once again for a dollar of Soul Poetry as you and I slip away to enter into the garden every Wednesday and Friday at 2 till 3pm. Until next time, take care. Like our page one dot radio, invite a friend
1: Yes, I can hear
3: Welcome back, I'm Salome Jacobs and I'm delighted to have you and welcome you to my show, Into the Garden, every Wednesday and Friday at 2-3pm to on Dot Radio, the voice of the nation's radio station. The poem today is Your Life's Baggage. And boy, do we have baggage. Some light, some heavy, some rich, some poor, but nonetheless, we all have baggage. We enter relationships with baggage. The pull, the strain and yes we're not immune to carrying that heavy load of baggage and this is what brought the poem about your life's baggage what baggage are you and i carrying food for thought so why not join me on a trip down that familiar road Call it what you may, crossroad or junction, to some winding road. Let's take a trip, shall we? Boarding flight to life's journey commencing. If I may, no pun intended, but what's really in your backpack? What would you and I pack in? What would you and I leave behind? This is not just any trip. A journey but some insight to situations a tug-of-war you guessed it weight dead weight burdens the oh-so-friendly unfriendly pass so while we are boarding how much does your life weigh so if I look at this jet setter traveling for answers imagine the straps on your shoulders look at me it's weighing me down what am i carrying let's fill it shall we an acquaintance friend of a friend a person or people whom we trust your husband your wife your girlfriend your boyfriend co-workers at the office our beliefs about us and how the world perceive you and i to be many a times i don't fit in do you It's okay to stand out, and why not? It's that weight. Make no mistake, I call my luggage the weight of relations. Ever thought of that? As the straps cut into my shoulders, it's the weight of rejection, the weight of fear, the weight of abuse, the weight of loss, the weight of conflict, the weight of stress, the weight of greed. The weight of guilt and shame the weight of hate the weight of anger the weight of disappointments the weight of envy the weight of pride the weight of no love the weight of not feeling worthy the weight of weight oh yes lots of weight as you and i struggle with our weight plummeting up and down. Now, now. You can't say you don't have that. Weight is weight. Made physical, emotional, get rid of what's weighing you down. Only you can unpack dead weight one by one. Life's a beautiful journey with friend or foe. So unpack if you can. So as I tarried along life's journey, my baggage got less and less. Yes, we all need people, but choose wisely whom you want to carry along in your backpack from now on. I dropped the weight of pleasing everyone and started pleasing myself. Way to go, girl. Make no mistake. Our relationships, no matter how good or bad, can be taxing, detrimental, strenuous, disastrous, loving, supportive and rewarding. So, as you and I arrive at our various destinations, keep it real, live fulfilling, be true to who you are, sit back, fasten your seatbelts and thank you for flying your life's baggage. Hope to see you soon. Wake up, get up, dress up, look up, seek up, pray up, listen up, And surrender up negotiations, secrets, arguments and compromise up. So God can show up that you can unload up. And so it is, so shall it be. Thank you once again for another soul poetry as you and I slip away into the garden. Like our page, invite a friend and see you next time on Radio, the voice of the nations. Welcome back to Into the Garden with your host Salome Jacobs. Here on Radio, every Wednesday and Friday at 2 till 3 p.m. As we come to the end of woman's Month I am strong enough to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I am vulnerable enough to ask for help when I stumble. I am humble enough to admit the mistakes I have made. I am confident enough to laugh at myself on good days and bad. I am woman enough to take it all and give it my all. I am and you are simply enough. And what a ride it was for Women's Month during lockdown, wasn't it? Yet divided, we were unified. We stood in unity locally and internationally. And this is what the poem is all about. You and I, as women. Woman, you are simply enough. Impeccable warrior that you are by far. Flair, tasteful beautacious, classy and sublime, are all the elements beautifully hand-picked by the master. A true virtuous woman in all spheres, unbeknownst to her, delicate yet stylish, sophisticated and put to the test, quite astonishing in work ethics and values. So as you plough day in and out, nothing ventured, nothing gained right. You are already CEO of your life, illuminating what works or what doesn't, staying true to your beliefs, ideologies, you move upstream to make a name for yourself, believe it or not, in a man's world. Feisty, tamed as you are, you take no prisoners, for far too long you have been caged in, your ideas and thoughts are now your own. Think pure thoughts as you sow positive seeds, water them diligently with kindness, cheerfulness, boldness, courage, humbleness, insight, foresight and fortitude. Be brave, warrior soul, for you have a heart of gold. Invite the Holy Spirit to erase the memories of brokenness and shattered dreams. Mediocre you are not, start believing that you are essence and ethereal to some and not to others. So what if you mess up? What would you rather do? Would you rather fail than not try? You have hidden treasures, hidden attributes within your divine self and soul that is aching to arise. So adorn yourself with godly principles that set you apart from the rest. Put on your crown jewels, sophisticated shimmering gold dress, gold shoes and forgiving heart that wants out. Your daughter of the Most High bedazzle the world with words of wisdom, flair, style and grace. Don't allow knocks, grudges, failures of life to knock you down. Instead embrace changes, flaws, deadlines, goals, passions to surface and take heed. Run with synchronized tidal waves that alter decisions, change, thoughts, ideas and patterns. But through it all you have the stamina. to follow suit. So to many out there who think they can't, I did and removed the can't and replaced it with can. For you are beautiful, desired, sultry and soulful. Take on the ever changing world and claim back your dreams, your goals, your hidden treasures. Uproot, exploit the off-beaten tracks, and still be, you guessed it, wife, mother, sister, aunt, soul sister, prayer warrior, icon like the women of stature before you and me. So I salute the virtuous women who paved the way for me, who strived and prayed in earnest, with boldness, and who stood the test of time, and so it is, so shall it be. So. I hope your woman's month was a good one. I hope that you have gained strength, that you have come perhaps full circle, that out of your weariness you could look up, seek his face and allow the master As you and he enter into the garden. So be sure to catch me, your host Salome Jacobs, once again. For a dollop of soul poetry as you and I slip away. As we enter into the garden every Wednesday and Friday at 2 till 3pm. Like our page, Radio. Invite your friend. See you soon. Take care.
1: He knows your music. He speaks your mind. And he's got you locked on.
4: Hello there. How are you today? Come on in. Join us. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Linda. And we're here on the Voice Over Nations radio podcast. We're so glad to have you as our special guest today. Uh, so glad that you could have um, gone anywhere, listened to anything, and you stopped by to uh, take a listen today. And we're deeply honored by that. Um, and so I'd like to continue um uh, we've been, for the last couple of podcasts, I've just been titling it uh, Current Events. And um, I'm thinking that this would be Current Events Part 6. And uh, I'd just like to continue. We started out uh, several podcasts ago and just, you know, keeping with everything that's going on in the earth and um You know, just looking to balance sensitivity with the standing on the word of God and, um, you know, keeping our confidence in God and in his word, despite what we may be seeing, hearing, experiencing all over the globe. And so, you know, that just kind of, um, um, you know, evolved into a desire to really just have some honest conversations to really talk about. Uh, current events and uh, things that are going on. Um, and so we're kind of continuing that conversation today. And we were have been making what I call making a case to not faint, um, but rather believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so asking ourselves, how are we going to do that? And, um, you know, we have to make a case for it and we have to Uh, not cast away our confidence uh, in the Lord and his word and what it says, uh, despite, you know, what we see going on with our five senses. And so, um, you know, we talked about um, um, that if we're willing and obedient, that we would eat the good of the land. And uh, so we, you know, looked at willingness and we looked at obedience and uh, then uh, the last couple of times we really kind of zeroed in on, and this the third of those three, you know, that we looked at uh, over the last couple of podcasts of examining temptations and uh, where they come from. And we said basically that temptations they emanate out of three different places, and they it's um, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And we're going to uh, focus on. The third one today, and I have a treat for you, I'd like to share um, a short video clip uh, from Pastor Stephen Furtick um, from Elevation Church and uh, something that I thought that he said, um, you know, he said very well and there was no need for me to try to say what he was saying, but it really complements, you know, um, the message and the thought that I'm trying to convey. And so, um, as we look at, and I'll come back to you, you know, in a bit, uh, but as we look at, um, the pride of life, you know, and, um, as we, you know, even last time we looked at fashion and we looked at the whole definition of beauty and what the world says beauty is in comparison to what God says beauty is. And, and so how we should look at ourselves and, how we should look at others. You know, one of the other um, important things that we talked about was uh, not only believing to see the goodness of the Lord in our own lives, um, but living our lives in such a way as children of God that we um, make room for others to also experience the goodness of God, that we demonstrate something that causes them to be able to see uh, that God is good and invite them into that, you know, especially in the light of everything that's going on. People need a reason to hope. People need a reason to believe uh, beyond what they see, what they hear, because we all are being inundated by the media Uh, you know, constant news, and it's not good news. So how do we contend for, how do we stand up and and defy all odds and refuse to faint, but believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? So I have another key for you uh, today, you know, and um, um, Pastor Furtick opening up the whole, um, you know. Uh, subject of confidence and so I'll come back to you in a little bit when he's done okay
5: our culture we're approaching confidence at a surface level it's a bible word I'll read you a few verses that say the word confidence also mentioned in a positive context even right in Philippians the same book of the bible chapter one verse six Paul says being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus Or in 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 5, Paul is clarifying such confidence we have through Christ before God. In Hebrews 10, 19, he says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. It's interesting because I just read three scriptures with confidence in the verse, but none of them had the word self in them. You hear me? And one real real tendency I see today in my preaching is to import a concept from culture and to try to bring it over into Christianity and a lot of times when we do that we don't take time to extract the the cultural dynamics like confidence what it means today would have been totally foreign to someone like Paul because although he used the same word confidence he didn't necessarily mean the same thing in the first verse i read you he said i'm confident of this that he who began a good work in you in second corinthians 3 4 he said such confidence we have through christ before god In hebrews 10 19 he said we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of jesus this is not a confidence that is the result of my accomplishments and now sadly culturally it seems that we have put confidence in our confidence. It's become more of something that we project than something that we actually possess. And so we are learning to speak confidently, walk confidently, post confidently. We're learning sometimes to perform with confidence, but any performance that is not based on true possession is short-lived. Furthermore, it can be just as dangerous to have too much confidence as it is to have not enough confidence, but it's a question for me how much confidence and yet when I was studying the passage this week God said it's the wrong question. The question is not how much confidence, but what are you putting your confidence in. It's not about the amount of confidence. So we don't need to teach our children necessarily to be more confident. I know that sounds counter cultural and counterintuitive. And I know that, that you want your children. I want my children to be social and I want my children to stand up for themselves and all of that. But but what good is full confidence if it's misplaced? Some of the most confident people I've ever met were simultaneously the most ignorant. In fact, the times in my life that I was the most confident were the times in my life that I was the most ignorant. One, one of my friends was asking me, why don't you put all your sermons online? From when you started the church 12 years ago, I said, there's a statute of limitations. That's stuff I said when I was in my 20s. I don't know if I believe that anymore. I don't know if I'll still believe what I say today in 20 minutes. I'm a work in progress. I'm not God. Oh, I used to preach with confidence. Before my dad died of ALS, when I would talk to somebody and they were sick in their body, it was simple to me. God is a healer. But when I prayed every prayer about healing and he still took his last breath, I lost my confidence. Not in God. I didn't stop thinking he was a healer. I just realized that sometimes healing looks different from his perspective than it looks from my perspective. we're so quick to categorize false confidence will cause you to categorize who's going to heaven and who's going to hell who's living for God and who's not living for God who's successful who's not successful or what you would do if you were raising their kids can I be honest with you if you're raising their kids you might you you might have a prison ministry from inside the prison Paul says, watch out for the dogs. It's a safeguard for your faith, but you got to watch out for the dogs. And he's not talking about drug dealers or liberals. He said, he said, watch out for the dogs, the evildoers, the mutilators of the flesh, those Judaizers who are trying to tell you that you need to be circumcised as a sign of your relationship with God. Because they are importing the custom of the old covenant and trying to take the way that God used to identify his people and trying to bring it over into your relationship with Christ. What was happening at the time is that a group of Jews who had converted to Christianity wanted to force the Gentiles to prove that they were sincerely a part of the people of God to be circumcised physically to indicate their spiritual change and their relationship with Christ and Paul called them dogs. He called them the the same thing that the Jews would call the Gentiles. He called these Jewish believers who were trying to make the Gentiles more like Jews. He said, you got to watch out for any temptation to try to prove outwardly what can only be accomplished inwardly. You've got to watch out for any temptation. You got it. One lady claps, she's deep. You've got to watch out for any temptation to appear to be something that shortcuts the process of actually becoming that. Because it's much easier to cut away the flesh than it is for you to allow God to cut away those things in your heart. It's much easier to modify certain parts of your behavior. And then you develop a confidence in the flesh And you start thinking that because you don't smoke, you're not going to hell. You start thinking that, yeah, you start thinking that because you don't struggle with what they struggle with, that it somehow elevates you to a level of spiritual status that is better than someone else. But if you live a little while, I said, if you live a little while, all of your categories will get confused. And you will live to see some people who seem so holy. And all hell will break loose. And you'll find out that their house was pretty, but it was built on sand. I'm telling you, you live long enough. And you'll find out that some of the people that impressed you so much with their language and their lifestyle, deeper down there were some things going on. Some of the people you're trying to imitate right now are miserable. You keep trying to be like them. You keep judging yourself against the standard of their accomplishments. Paul says, I don't put any confidence in that. Not anymore. I used to. I used to have a lot of confidence that was based on my performance and my circumstances and my connections and my competency and my character. He says, "Uh, if you want to play the game of whose flesh is better, let's play. So Paul says, if you really want to play this game and start comparing of who kept the Sabbath better, you want to really play this game of who's a better Jewish person or you want to play this game of who's more religious or who has a louder hallelujah or who knows more hymns or who can quote more scriptures or or who can look more holy. Paul says, let's play. I I was at the top of the top of the top of the top. I was a Pharisee of the tribe of Benjamin, of the people of Israel as for zeal, verse 6, persecuting the church and as for righteousness based on the law faultless. So I had connections. I had the right people in my life. I was competent. I was a teacher of the law. I was so good at what I did that they sent me to Damascus to get more Christians who were preaching about Jesus and to bring them back and put them on trial. But on my way to Damascus something happened that I wasn't expected Because I was comparing myself to people, but on the way to Damascus, I was riding on my horse, and I was blinded by a light, and it knocked me down off my horse, and all of a sudden, I found myself on the ground, and I was no longer comparing myself with people, but I saw the radiance of Jesus Christ, and in comparison to him, I realized how nothing I really was, and I lost My confidence. I lost my confidence because I got a glimpse of true greatness. And a lot of times we are told that we should not
1: compare ourselves because it will.
4: Okay, Uh, that was good, huh? Uh, Fantastic, you know, about confidence and and who are we putting our confidence in. And again, if you're just joining us here today, uh, I'm your host, Dr. Linda Ubeku, and we're here on the Voice Over Nations radio podcast. And uh, our program is uh, Seats, Tables, and Invitations. So we've been looking at not casting away our our own confidence and uh, not fainting but believing to see god's goodness in the land of the living Uh, encouraging others to do likewise by how we live our lives uh, believing that we are going to be willing and obedient and therefore going to eat the good of the land and uh, so, having to examine the things that may be on the inside of us that would trip us up and keep us from being able to walk that out and three of those things that we said uh, that could possibly trip us up if we are unaware of what's going on uh, in the inside of us are the lust of the flesh, the lust of the 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 lust of the eyes, um, and the pride of life. and so we were going to focus on. Um, the pride of life a little bit, you know, when uh, Pastor Furtick will continue uh, with just a little bit more of um, the video clip in a moment, but just wanted to welcome you if you just joined us and uh, please do share if you feel like this is something that would help uh, someone else. Amen. And uh, so we'll go back and we'll listen to a little bit more.
5: Our confidence. A few weeks ago, Holly stood on this very stage. And delivered a fantastic message to the ladies of our church about support systems. She said that we shouldn't compare ourselves. And I disagree. I think that we should compare ourselves as long as we keep it in context. Because sometimes God will use comparison in your life to help you want to get better. Yeah, (laughs) the problem is when you start comparing one area of your life to one area of somebody else's life and don't take the other areas into context, you either begin to feel superior to them or you begin to feel inferior to them. And the bigger issue is, in contrast to Jesus Christ, (laughs) None of us really have any righteousness to stand on or reason to feel superior. I think you should compare yourself to others from time to time. Compare yourself to other moms. Compare yourself to how they're raising their kids. And sometimes it'll make you feel like you're such a better mom than they are. And then other times it'll make you feel like the worst mom in the world. And then compare yourself, if you're married, to somebody who's single. And then if you're single, compare yourself to somebody who's married. And then if you're really successful in your career, but you're not spending a lot of time with your family, compare yourself to somebody who's killing it in the family category. But then if you're really killing it in the family category, compare yourself to somebody who just received another promotion, but it only means they have to travel more, and so their marriage is barely hanging on, but they don't tell you that, and so all you see is their new car. I mean, I would suggest... And I kind of believe what she said, but I I think you actually have to compare yourself until you get to the point where you are so exhausted and nauseated of looking to others for your standard that you realize that everybody is faking it. Can I just say that?
4: Can I just put this out
5: here for your consideration? Everybody's faking it. Everybody's hiding something. Everybody is smiling about something, but y'all, fake it till you make it. It's not in the Bible. It's not a proverb, it's not a song, it's not in Galatians, it's not a red letter verse. And I'll tell you what's happening. We're faking it, but we're never making it because as soon as we make it, it's not it anymore. And life unfolds. And just about the time, now till I like preach it, just about the time, I was just gonna teach today, but just about the time that you master one set of skills in one stage of life, the rules change. Just about the time that you learned to shush your baby, they're teenagers. And now you're not trying to get them to shush. You're trying to get them to talk to you. Now they won't say anything. Isn't it true? You don't know yet. I'm telling you. I'm telling you this is the truth. But when I was 17 years old, oh man, I was confident. And when I did my ordination council and they were ordaining me for the ministry, I actually was so confident, if you want to use that word, I, I, I changed, I, I actually changed the question that they asked me. Who does this? (laughs) I'm so embarrassed telling you this. I was so certain. I was so confident christians can be so confident in what we think we know and what we think others should do and i'm afraid that one of the reasons we are losing the battle to influence culture is because we are so confidently wrong about things that we haven't even really looked into but we have cliches oh we've got cliches and we're confident in those cliches You know, the Bible says. And then you ask that person, where is that in the Bible? And you know what comes next. It's in there somewhere. Confident, too. I mean, we'll write off a whole group of people based on a scripture you never even read, but you just heard about one time. And Paul said, I was like that. I was... I was confident. I was confidently executing on what I thought God wanted me to do. And then came the crisis. I was so confident. And then God allowed a crisis. For Paul, it was a crisis of faith. And it may come in many forms. For some of us, it will be something that happens to our bodies. Or it will be a condition we will struggle with in our minds. Or it will be a relationship that we no longer are able to control it could it could take any form but the point is for God to bring you to the end of your confidence so that you can find faith faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see So we've been trying to hold on to our confidence and we keep chest bumping ourselves in the mirror and we keep trying to give ourselves speeches so that we can convince ourselves that we can do it when all the time God has been trying to use the circumstances of our lives to nail our confidence to the cross because only after your confidence dies can real faith come alive. Paul says I was confident in who I was. I was confident in what I knew. I was confident in what I thought. But something happened to me. I was blinded in my eyes. And when I lost my vision, and when I could no longer make sense out of it with my mind, who am I preaching to? Some things have been happening in your life that have confused your view of how the world is. And it no longer works like it used to work. And it's not doing what it used to do. And you thought God left you. You thought your faith was disappearing. Now, baby, this is just the crucifixion. Three days after crucifixion comes resurrection. So when you lose your confidence
4: you are a candidate for grace wow when you lose your confidence in yourself you become a candidate for grace oh man that was a fantastic message and um you know i i hope that you got some of the points and even took some notes you know but uh just uh goes along with you know um where I was talking about, you know, the the pride of life, and um, we said that uh, the definition of that and that scripture is found in First John chapter two, uh, verses fifteen through seventeen, and um, you know, it, it tells us not to put our trust in these things, you know, uh, but anyway, the pride of life there that it speaks of is from the Greek word alazonia, and um, it it meant empty. A braggart or a braggart talk, uh, an insolent and empty assurance which trusts in its own power and resources and shamefully despises and violates divine laws and human rights. It's an impious and empty presumption which trusts in the stability of earthly things braggadocio, by implication, self-confidence, boasting, and, you know, the the only thing about it before I go to uh, the scripture in James that talks about boasting, you know, when we're boasting and when we're having the need to prove something to someone else, you know, we're comparing ourselves with other people and we're trying to measure up to this uh, standard that you know the uh the carrot just keeps getting um lifted higher and higher, and it's never ending. It's like being you know on this wheel like the you know the hamster with your tongue hanging out, constantly trying to meet up against this standard and this measurement of what is beauty, what is success, you know what is. Uh, this, that, thus, or the other. What is a um, a great marriage? You know, we have all of these things that are constantly pressurizing us, terrorizing us, tormenting us to be something uh, that God never called us to measure ourselves by. And, um, you know, this is all for the acceptance of men to fit into their circles, uh, to feel like we're going somewhere because uh, we're with this person or that person or the other person. When all of those things are arbitrary, they're superficial. And I, you know, one of the other things that I believe that it does to us is that it it causes us to take our life, uh, the power of our life, our own wills and try to uh, control the outcome of our lives, to look a certain way, to be a certain way. And the only thing about all of that is that it circumvents the processes of God. You know, uh, God never wants a harvest to be squandered. And the harvest of our life, the very purposes and the reasons that God called us into the earth. You know, like Joseph, God one of the, Uh, The main highlights of Joseph's life was to be at a certain time that a famine was going to hit the earth for him by that time to have been placed at a certain uh, in a certain geographical location uh, with certain things, circumstances that had happened to position him to be the right hand man. Of the Pharaoh, but had he taken matters into his own hands? he would he would not have been where he uh, was supposed to have been and you look at what he went through you know first of all he went through the jealousy of his brothers you know and um by his bragging you know bragging about uh his coat that his father had made for him that you know, uh, said that he was the most favored, and he was, his father favored him more because of who his mother was, but, you know, and the brothers didn't have control of themselves, and you know this story, many of you, but this caused him to, you know, to leave the area, to be to be sent away from the area that he was in. He was actually being sent into destiny and sent towards his purpose, but it happened by way of the circumstances. Now, nobody would have signed up for that. Nobody would have signed up to be sold into slavery. Nobody would have signed up... for being, you know, um, uh carried away and carted away against their will um to a foreign land with foreign people and then as if that wasn't enough you know he gets there and he evidently was a good-looking man and you know um he he gets to uh where he is you know and and through the gift that God gave him he ended up you know um in the king's uh palace and working for the king but then you know the the wife eyed him and wanted to have at him and so he in you know he didn't so he did not make a beeline is what i'm saying you know and this is what some people falsely tell us you know and and especially the young and those that are you know uh up and coming you know and all of this well the world tells you that you just have to do this you just have to get this branding package together that you just have to do this and you have to, um, you know, uh, all of these hoops that you have to, you know, uh jump through in order to be able to be outstanding and if you want to build your audience and if you want to build uh you know um your um followers and you know uh, you start dealing with algorithms and trying to meet all of those things the only thing that i say is that even when you're looking at all of that you better be allowing God to have his way in your life because it's God's purpose. It's him that's trying to get each one of us somewhere for his own glory. He knows how he has designed us, made us, and furthermore, he knows how to bring the best of himself out in us. And so it's those processes, it's that pressure, it's those persecutions, it's those circumstances, it's those disappointments, it's those delays and deferments of our hope that causes us to be the authentic vessels that he's designed for us to be. Those are the secrets for fulfillment and peace of mind and joy. You know, they are they are uh, encased in those invisible principles of the Lord but we never come to those places unless we allow God to process us. And so we if we're not going to faint, if we're going to be able to see and believe to see and have the faith to believe, to see God's goodness in the land of the living, we're going to have to be willing and obedient. And to be willing and obedient, we'll have to be willing to allow God, his processes in our lives to bring us where he wants us, when he wants us there and how he wants us to get there. Amen. And then if we're going to be obedient, we have to examine and recognize, you know, the things that are at work in all of us. You know, we read uh, in James about the, you know, the, um, the progression of sin and death. And we were told, you know, that uh, lust begins inside of us, that every person has some kind of lust working on the inside of them. And that is when we're enticed and we give in to those things, that then uh, the lust is and see, uh, uh, sin is conceived from those lusts, from those enticements. And so if we either try to act like we don't have them, We're exempt from them or we refuse, you know, or we falsely rely on something else. We rely on our beauty. We rely on, you know, our connections. We rely on our money. We rely on our positions. If we rely on anything else. and 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 and, um begin to identify you know and say that's my identity that's where my worth is that's where my value is it will trick us you know and we'll find ourselves somewhere else so uh, again going back to um the pride of life you know and gonna round up here but um We said, you know, where it comes from. And so it's, you know, that self-confidence, that boasting. But then when we look at James chapter four, uh, starting with um, verse um, 13, and I'm reading out of the the passion translation, it says, listen, those of you who are boasting today or tomorrow will go to another city and spend some time and go into business and make heaps of profit. But you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring. Hence 2020 uh, globally. But you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring. For your fleeting life is but a warm breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanishes. Instead, you should say, I should say, our tomorrows are in the Lord's hands. And if he is willing... We will live life to its fullest and do this or that. But here you are boasting in your ignorance for to be presumptuous about what you'll do tomorrow is evil. So, you know, boasting about what we have, you know, boasting about followers, boasting about likes, you know, boasting about material things and all of that, uh, you know. Uh, We are told that this is evil. And so, you know, we want to bring glory to the Lord. We don't want people to put their hope and their trust in us. You know, that somehow if they do what we did... If they, you know, are like we are, if they compare themselves to us and say, well, you know, the the uh I'm successful if I have the same house that they have, or you know, I have the same car, I'm able to jet set and to travel here, there, and everywhere. And, you know, I'm in pictures and I'm in this exotic place, or I'm over here, you know, I'm in the States, or I'm on in some other continent, and you know, I'm with these people, and I begin to falsely attribute that. Uh, to my value, you know, then the Lord himself will, he will smack at that. And the reason that he will is because it vies for our affections, Uh, towards him and it causes us to make those things into an idol we begin to worship those things and so he will help us and so even you know uh, all kinds of things trip us up spiritually mentally and emotionally when we get over into certain places then we've given the adversary a legal right to torment us we've given you know we we want we said uh, we looked at the lust of the eyes we said one of the definitions for that word had to do with Envying or side eyeing someone, you know, so lusting after what somebody else has, what, you know, and not only that we want to, you know, make ourselves like we are something because we go get what they have because we covet but it's the whole mentality you know it's the whole inner workings of the heart and so we're told to guard our heart because out of our heart flows the issues of life and so we have to be cognizant of our own thoughts that we're having you know and examine and begin to rise up against those things we can't take the mindset that because i thought the thought that the thought is mine and because it's mine i give myself a break and i don't examine or confront the thought no i must compare the thought against the word of god i must say does god allow me to feel that way about a person, place or thing, including my own self. And if I find that the word of God does not, um, you know, it's just like, um, you know, uh, Pastor Furtick was saying, you know, it's many passages that speak about confidence and that will be something uh, for you to do a, a word study on the many times that confidence is mentioned in the old and new Testament, but he said, Um, that not one of the times is it recalled that that confidence is tied to self-confidence. Never does the Lord tell us to put our confidence in our own selves, in our own flesh. Matter of fact, he said that cursed is the person that puts their trust and their, their hope in the arm of flesh, including our own uh, flesh. So we are forbidden to do that. And so, you know, in this world, this very visible uh blank book world, you know, um. Blank Graham world that we live in, you know, uh, that's in our everyday space and we see so many things on the news and, you know, uh, YouTube and celebrity pages and all of this stuff, we must grab hold of ourselves Go back because we're we're wanting to see God's goodness in the land of the living, not only for ourselves, but we're also looking to see uh, that goodness in the lives of other people. And so I want to leave you with this today. Uh, this is just uh, an exhortation, and you know, a kind of a prayer in the form of a declaration. And so I want you to remember, as I declare this today for us, you know, that this is who our God is. This is who we put our hope and our trust and our confidence in amen so um, as you listen I'm just gonna let that take us out and so uh, until the next time God bless you so glad that you came uh, to join uh, with us today and be our special guest it was our privilege and honor from first Chronicles chapter 29 verse 11 thine O Lord is the greatness Thine, O Lord, are the mighty acts. Thine, O Lord, are the great things. Thine, O Lord, is the majesty. And thine, O Lord, is the dignity. Thine, O Lord, is the power. You are the strength. You, O Lord, are the might. You are the valor. You are the bravery. You, O Lord, are the mighty deeds. Father, you are the force. Thine, O Lord, is the glory. You are the beauty and you are the splendor. You are the rank and the renown. You, O Lord, are the boasting. And Father, you are the victory. You are the eminence, the endurance in time you are the perpetual you are the everlasting and you are the ever and lastly father you are the majesty you are the excellency you are the beauty and you are the goodliness for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine thine is the kingdom o lord And thou art exalted as head above all. God bless you today. As you go forth into your day, remember who our God is. Remind others of this great God that you serve. This great God that wants to display his power, his majesty, his force, his might, his beauty, his perpetualness. He wants to display that in our earth. And he wants to display it through you. So don't trade in child of God. Don't trade in a cheap replica of yourself. Be the authentic you. Allow God to process you. And make you into the beautiful divine creation that he had intended for you to be. Be his reflection in the earth. Be who people see that this God is. I bless you today in Jesus mighty name. Amen.
1: The Lord
0: Upon. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward
1: Just to you.
4: Love.
0: May His presence go before you and behind you
1: and beside you coming, and you're going, and you're in and rejoicing, He is for you, He is for you. music. He speaks your mind and he's got you locked on.